kid that fall asleep gotta get nutted on did multiple dudes start blowing on him or how's this working what? we kind of all got around we're like yeah. it must be done yeah how many dudes unloaded on this guy there was five kids that all unloaded on him was it on his face yes <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode yo of that hat's hippo ties it is the kid xab she made this thing where some niggas will be dead i don't I don't know, man. <laughs> what you mean? You don't know, niggas is niggas is dying that day, that same day. I, I don't, I don't know what people be thinking, dogs. And I joke, I play that. That's beyond taking it too far. That's you really wanted to do that. You real in your heart of hearts, like y'all all sat around and came to this conclusion together. Like yo, I'm gonna just yo, we should just nut on on homie that fall asleep. <laughs> and y'all all had to take y'all meats out. Y'all all had to rev up in front of each other. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, and then proceed to ejaculate and then find it funny. I don't know. Oh, uh, you got an all man moment? <laughs> Where do we go from that? I don't Where do we go from here? Yo, I. Uh, <laughs> what? Juice, dog. Don't play with me. <laughs> Gotta shake it up. <laughs> My nigga, do you have an all man moment? <laughs> no! I don't, don't nut on me! <laughs> this nigga. Yo. God, we gonna start early. Clearly, clearly you like hearing these shits. <laughs> Your favorite motherfucking one. Because why? Hey, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, both of them. Two in a row. Um, What? 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 <laughs> I have an all man moment. Ironically, um, oh, God. it is you, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, me? Yes. What the fuck did I do? Now, for the audience, oh God, me and the good brother had a conversation a couple weeks ago. He was telling me about a young lady, and he had mentioned some things that the young lady was and was not doing. And I proceeded to tell the man, "I she sounds like a dub, my nigga. Leave that alone. Right. Stop wasting your fucking time." <laughs> This nigga proceeds to tell me today that he still wasted his motherfucking time much longer and extended past the point of me telling him, stop wasting his motherfucking time. What the fuck, my no, nigga? No, that's why you didn't reply to it. <laughs> like, I didn't get a text back on that one. I, I just about other shit. don't understand. So now we're going to start off. We're going to start off with this question. 
Because we have a lot to talk about, but we must start off with this question. Yes. Mr. Distinguished the God. <laughs> yes. Are you dating intentionally? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Or are you in love with the conquest? Damn. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we starting off here. That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think... It's it's threefold because I don't know if I'm in love with the conquest more than I'm in love with possibly giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm, okay. Um. So in this particular case, for this particular individual that we're talking about, I feel like maybe I overextended. I left. Uh, I left more of. I extended the deadline on giving them the benefit of the doubt only because I didn't. I didn't want to assume or keep on assuming that. This was something that they were doing because this is how they really operate. But it just feels like now it just, it just feels like this person is 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 full of shit <laughs> for real. Because yeah. I'm just like I, I I don't know what's going on um, in terms of why it's happening. Because there hasn't been anything to me that sticks out. Like damn, okay, like. Maybe I could have cleaned that up. No, nah, I feel like I've checked off all boxes in terms of being transparent, being open, trying to communicate, and it just feels like I'm pulling teeth. Um, and that's why I had to, like, indirectly check myself, like, all right, well, you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, but you got to fall back now. So, Yeah. No, you're doing too much, nigga. <laughs> the first, the first one was I. Right. You know what I mean? Things happen. Second time was she's a duck. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how many more you gave after that, but she was a dub a long time ago, <laughs> and and you need to in this day and age. You need to once you see that someone is not lining up, right? Just keep it pushing. Right. That's that's really what it is. Right. Don't waste your time, son. Do right. not waste your time. I, and I'm the king of extending shit longer than it needs to go. But I feel like we've both grown past that point, right? And we need to continue on that track, right? So, and in terms of going back to the other part, because I said it was like fifty fifty, dating intentional. I feel like I am. But I feel like because now I've, I feel like I've opened Pandora's box. So it's like I'm the guy now that I'm meeting so many different personalities, so many different people that I like certain things about them. I'm trying to figure out when is an appropriate time to cut people off that I feel like, all right, these two or these three are similar but I like this particular thing more in somebody else. So maybe the people that I don't move forward with, if we can be cool or be friends, I'm with that. If we can't be anything, then it's all good too, because I'm not in the business of trying to um, just have people just feel like they're just there to be there. And it hasn't even fully been expressed that, you know, these people quote unquote want relationships. They're just like, Oh, 
let's just see where it goes type shit. And I'm just like, mm, let's see where it goes, but it, it needs to go or I'm going. I'm I'm gonna be out because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to have to keep doing that shit. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds dope. I do think when you find yourself seeing a large array of people that maybe you're interested in, that does mean that you there's still something internally that you need to figure out in terms of what exactly you're looking for. Because right. a lot of people, especially in the beginning phases, they're all going to blend to some extent. Right. Like they're all going to have something. Um, but they won't have, or rather there's always going to be a large, there's always going to be one that is going to align with your goals, values, and foundations way more than the other one. And that's where a larger gap should exist. Like right. who is the one or who are the the people that align with what you're trying to do and what you want the most. So Right. I'm yeah. sure that's taking that still takes time. That's you know, like you said, you kinda yeah. just meeting these folks. So Yeah, and I think, you know, just to sum it up, because we got we got a lot of show. I'm learning to pick and choose. This is a big one for me, guys. This is big what I'm about to say. I'm learning to pick and choose how much information I say in the beginning because mm-hmm. I know it could be a lot. And today, I'm not tooting my own horn, but today I was told something, and I don't know if I'm getting tired of hearing it. Like, I'm actually getting a little kind of, like, upset hearing it from people, but I'm like, but what the fuck am I doing? I was told today that, you intimidate me. And I'm getting tired of this fucking word. Yeah, I'm getting tired of this word. And it wasn't like, oh, you intimidate me in a bad way. It's like, you intimidate me like, damn, like, you make me want to level up. And I'm just like, okay. And then, like, they start, like, fidgeting. They they can't look at you straight in the eye. That That's how nervous they are. And it's like, is 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 is, is this what it means, ladies, when niggas is really being their most authentic self? Vulnerable? transparent honest giving you all the communication you want and then i fucking heard some shit i haven't really heard i heard some shit like i asked god for something like this and now i'm asking myself am i ready because you pressure like me (laughs) what the fuck well i think it's the confidence that you exude especially in the beginning i think that when you meet people you don't really have the nervousness that a lot of people do um you don't have that nervousness that a lot of people do in the beginning. So um, I think that that's part of it. I think that when you present a lot, especially I, if I'm thinking about the people from uh, the speed dating. Right. When you present, it's like not what they've dealt with or been around or have seen in a, in a long period of time. So. I um I think that that's part of it. I think that that's part of it. Um, all right. Well, y'all know what time it is. Y'all right. y'all know exactly ain't where we break, starting. Ain't gonna break my soul. Uh huh. It's getting bigger. Hey. Getting bigger. Okay. Cash 
chest getting larger He thought he was loving me good, I told him go harder Yesterday, she she was killing this shit, I told her go harder Just look at this alkaline wrist, cause I got that water That's that thick, that's that real shit That's that jelly baby, champagne and cherry baby That's that thick Gotta switch it up quick cause Beyonce be on it They'll get this whole episode taken the fuck down Oh that's a fact No! Niggas, you gotta, <laughs> gotta be quick with it Y'all ladies is going crazy for this album. This is the first Beyonce album I've heard mixed reviews. We're going to talk about it. I've been up, I've been down. That's Feel one of like our four blacks. Shout out to Beyonce for getting to this level in her career because oh, this music that we're hearing today, you know, we're talking 2022 Beyonce. This is the Beyonce that really don't give a fuck. We had a glimpse of this Beyonce when she first decided to put that record out, Drunk in Love. Once we, I don't know if you guys realize, there was a there was a distinct change in Beyonce. I want to say it was right when she did Flawless. Because Flawless came before, if I'm not mistaken, Flawless came before Drunken Love. I could be wrong, but it's, it's in that same time frame. And Beyonce started to change in terms of how she was giving us records. Because I think some of the big, like where a lot of the debate is coming from is, this is not one of her top. I don't think Beyonce is making music to be top. She knows she the top. There's no more like, oh, I need to be on the chart. Bitch, I am the chart. I think that's where she's at. She's making music that, to me, is probably some shit where she's hearing or she's feeling like she doesn't have to make it the way she was creating it. She can be like super creative with it, and it doesn't have to, quote, unquote, make sense. It doesn't have to, quote, unquote, follow a theme as... Yo, you're going to get these lyrics because as I'm listening to some of these songs, just like Drake's last album that he just put out, the transitions is insane. It's like you don't know what direction this record is going into. And, you know, I feel like artists like Chris Brown does a great job of doing that. Obviously, I just mentioned Drake, um, Beyonce, you know, even Jay to an extent. Kendrick is king transition, by the way, because 
they're having more fun with it. Mm. And I feel like once you get to a level in your artistry where you're allowing your creativity to take control over your writing instead of the way you write, be creative, you tap into a whole nother level of I don't give a fuck how you taking it. This is how I'm presenting myself. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, um, you mentioned that it's mixed reviews with with Renaissance. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the numbers in a second because this is one of Beyonce's, or it's projected to be, the week isn't over yet, but it's projected to be one of Beyonce's lowest uh, grossing projects. Um, yeah, I mean, I listened to the project. It's not my favorite Beyonce project, but it's not bad at all. Um, like you said, the transitions are out of this world. Uh, a lot of people have focused on that aspect of it. Um, I think that is it's really dope. And I think that this is telling of something, this is indicative of something way bigger than any of us really understand at this moment in time. But I'm going to try and help us understand once we get to that aspect of the conversation. Um, but yeah, great, great project. I would say still doesn't beat Beyonce or Lemonade for me, um, but I think it's it's a it's it's one it's a well put together project. Like there are obviously other projects that Beyonce has done that I think still trump this because a lot of people were talking about is this her thriller? A lot of the women I seen were very very excited. A lot of the men seemed like they were like, ah, it's cool. Um, that seemed to be the divide for me. I don't know. How you, uh, what you saw, because you said that there were people that were mixed about it as well. Yeah, from 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 what I saw was some people were saying that um, Beyonce, you know, is overrated. And, you know, which I feel like we've been hearing that for, for mad long. But a lot of the things that I was reading was people feel like Beyonce just put out music just to put out music. And it's like, no, she took a break, nigga. She, she took a long ass break. If, if you say that, you're just a hater. Right. You're a hater vibes. You're definitely a hater. I mean, you do have a lot of people that consider themselves Beyonce fans, but you're not really part of the Beehive. Stop. No, nah, I, I really feel like, because if, if you actually listen to Beyonce projects, they're extremely well put together. Very. They're not just yeah. putting out. And I don't think Beyonce personally puts out music to put out music. Beyonce's no, putting out bodies of work. And let's let's be honest. We got to have this conversation. I think if Drake didn't put that project out, this project would hit a lot harder. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was on purpose. And Drake is on Beyonce's project, so what the fuck? I don't, I don't know if in this instance it was intentional or on purpose. I don't know if he decided to step on her release or... If it was more like, let me get my shit out the way before hers comes out. I think that's what it was, probably. But I do feel like him releasing his dance album and then this project, which had a lot of dance uh, tracks on it, I think them coming out kind of back-to-back like that did kind of set the stage for people to be like, uh, I'm not really on that vibe. So if this is what the two biggest acts in music are going to do, then maybe I'm not feeling it. But I feel like if Drake never dropped and this just came out, people would be going even more insane about it. Well, so. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Rihanna has been in the studio. Rihanna actually just dropped a brand new business. Rihanna, uh, Rihanna's going into hair now called Fenty Hair. Uh, that, that, just, that, that just dropped a few days ago. When Rihanna puts out this music that she's working on, and if this music is dance, I promise yeah, I got no choice but to get on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at this point, they're they're letting you know this is the new direction. 
And to be honest, it's not that bad. And y'all got to stop acting like we didn't have dance at one point. Like we didn't have house music at one point. That shit, people still are making those type of records. We're just not used to these artists making those records. It's going to take a little bit of time to getting used to, but nigga, y'all got to get used to it. It's and it's bigger than that. We're going to get to that. But first, we got we to gotta help people uh, who, who else are drinking the haterade, and that's, that's Kels. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Shorty, bro. First and foremost, uh, Nasir Jones dodged a bullet. Um, Khalees is out here wilding. Khalees really needs to uh, understand what situation she was in with the Good Brothers. Um, I'm in Pharrell Williams and the other dude from uh, from from Nerd. Um, this is why this is why publishing and royalties and Understanding, you know, you know, writing in terms That's why of why paperwork matters. Yeah, paperwork. This is why because paperwork is going to matter throughout the end of time in terms of people licensing and you know taking samples and you know what I mean t- taking people's voices. Because if I'm not mistaken, you can take like you can take the you know anything publicly that like a, a president does or like some top speaker if they doing it on the news you could take that probably not gonna get in trouble but in terms of people who are taking people's you know maybe a line from a movie or maybe um you know something from a song or or, or maybe a quote you gotta ask for permission and i don't think Khalees realized that beyonce didn't need to ask her for permission beyonce went to the right people to get the permission well that's part of it but i think i, I think she did know that and that to me is why this is so corny mm, right mm. because in her rant she did mention that um, she was most well, she was mad at Pharrell and his people because she doesn't own the rights to a lot of her music and her writing, and right. she claims she that didn't though, and she claims that he claims to have writing credits on her stuff, but didn't write a lick on any of the things that he has writing credits on. So yeah. I feel like she understands the position that she's in, and she knows it's a bad position. But I feel like she was using this situation because Beyonce is the biggest act in the world at this moment in time. Yes. So, all right, cool. She's about to drop. It's about to be the biggest release of 2022. Let me jump on the bandwagon and use this opportunity to get my name out there and to get my story out there. Now, granted, it's not a bad tactic if you want all the blogs to pick you up like they did. But it just seems corny to include Beyonce's name when you know for a fact that Beyonce don't have to talk to you at all. Beyonce is probably not even involved in that process. It's literally Beyonce is telling her people and then her people's getting in touch with Pharrell. She's Beyonce getting, don't have time to talk to Pharrell. She's getting a, a production. She's mm-hmm. liking it. She's doing her thing on it. She may or may not have heard the sample that was put in the song. And then she's telling her team, all right, cool. Legal team, do what you got to do to clear all the music. Let's make sure everything is good. And that's it. Like, and her legal team is reaching out to whoever. And I presume that unless it's a very special occasion, she ain't reaching out to nobody. She's just getting it clear. Like, the legal team is getting it cleared. (laughs) Unless it's like, yo, Pharrell is giving us a hard time. Um, Beyonce, you might want to give him a call. That's probably when Beyonce is calling somebody. And like, hey, it's me. Like, like stop, like, playing, stop playing with my lawyers and clear my right. shit. How much it costs and let's right. get this shit over. And let's get this done. Right. So she's not getting on the phone. We and, and she and Khalees knows that. That's why I find it to be corny. Like, yo, you know that. So you threw her name in there, I guess, 
because you knew the blogs would pick it up. And maybe in your mind, you're like, this is a tactic in order to get, you know, my story out there. But then you made it seem like she was this negative person. That to me is is where it got corny. Um, so the Jordan line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but um, you you won't break my soul, Khalees. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell everybody. <laughs> everybody. But um, let's look. Let's let's talk about the numbers. Let me see if I can pull these up really quickly because, as I said, um, they're saying that this is probably one of Beyonce's. Uh, is is projected to be one of her lower grossing projects. Um, let's get these numbers ready. So they're saying, see. oh, well, before that, before we even get to that, Beyonce also said that the album got leaked. Yes. And I days think, before. I think that's part of the reason why the shit is low. Yeah. You know, and how did Beyonce's album get leaked? Because Beyonce never had a leaked problem. No, and she, but she said that a lot of her fans didn't even uh, take advantage of the leak, which, which I thought was fine. Which I thought was that level of control that she does she's not putting but they're allowing her to put because she's beyonce is insane yeah nah, that's yeah. fucking insane that's fire beyonce shit. is is she's the one if you could leak drake don't even got that drake don't have drake that. shit leak everybody everybody got yeah everybody i mean yeah we, we all listen to that yeah yeah <laughs> beyonce's joint leaked and the majority of her fans said i'm gonna wait until, wait until it actually of, releases that i'm gonna pop this bad boy open i'm gonna listen to this shit so they're saying uh, Lemonade was her highest grossing album with 653,000 copies sold the first week. Oh, wow. Beyonce um, sold uh, 617,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Four sold 310K. Okay. Um, I Am Sasha Fierce sold 482K. Okay. B-Day sold 541K. B-Day was one of my favorite Beyonce albums. And Dangerously in Love sold 317K. Right. And they're saying that Renaissance is projected to be between 275 to 315K, mm. which would be make it closer to Four and Dangerously in Love. Which was her first project. Okay. Right. So they're saying that it's kind of on the lower scale of Beyonce projects, especially within the last uh, couple of years of her dropping. But, um, yeah, I mean... We're still talking about crazy numbers. Three hundred. I mean, three hundred. That we, we, first we, week. We got to really think about this. There's artists that's only doing twenty. Twenty k. Twenty k. So twenty to three hundred. Big uh, name artists. Yeah. So, uh, like I and I'm gonna keep saying this. Do I think Beyonce cares? No. And <laughs> music has been down. I don't know if anybody. I mean, yes, people have noticed, but a lot of our big artists have not sold well. You were talking about Kendrick didn't sell the greatest. Um, we're talking about, I think, J. Cole didn't sell like crazy, crazy. Drake, his last project didn't sell what it normally sells, even though it was way left. So that doesn't really count. But a lot of the big name artists that are dropping aren't doing crazy numbers right now. And that has a lot to do with, I think, state of the world, the I state was, of. I was just about to say that. Yeah. We have to. If we're thinking about, oh, niggas projects is not selling because uh, niggas is putting out trash music. No. The world right now is in a very trashy place on multiple cylinders. Some of the music is trash, though. Some of the music is trash. Yeah. But the majority of the world, we're still in a fucking pandemic. Two times. We got monkeypox. 
Two times. Oh, uh, a few weeks before monkeypox, there was some shit called listeria. I was like, what? polio's back. Polio was back. I just learned that from today from my man. I'm like, and I don't really want to get into that conversation because fuck is going on. All this anti-vaccine and this, that, and the third stuff, somewhat is leading to some of these diseases coming back. But that is another story for another day. <laughs> directly to the people that support the music they're also getting hit the people that support the music are getting hit more than the fucking artists artists is already rich um that brings me to my point now i promised the people that i'd, I'd drop something prolific um and i will so when i was an undergrad this is around 2007 2008 right before the recession really really took toll um i was in a class that was like the psychology of economics and within that class, it was the study of human behavior and culture as it pertains to the, ec- the economy as a whole and economic habits. And so I saw a comment recently that said, I'm here for the feel good music. Now, Drake, Beyonce, and then Homie from NSYNC just dropped a bunch of new records. We could throw in... Homie from NSYNC, who that? I forgot his name, but um, one of the members of NSYNC just dropped a new track called Smoke. Oh, okay. Um, And it's and it's an up-tempo um, track. Oh, that means he about to be back on top. And so all of these things happening at one time led me back to this point when I was in undergrad and the professor was basically saying... Um, that he kept it in a fashion sense originally. He was saying, when the economy is down and it seems like a recession or depression, you tend to see monochromatic clothing. You tend to see dark colors. You tend to see things that are more in the gothic realm mm. take hold in everyday culture in fashion. And you see the same things in music. You see the same things in movies. And then as the economy turns up, you start to see bright colors. You start to see more feel good stuff. And you start to see more like happy tones, he would call them. And so what I'm noticing now is there is a concerted effort in the music industry to push out up-tempo music, to push out fun music, dance music, and feel-good music. Now, if we remember for the last maybe, I won't say 10 years, but for a good portion of time, I would say from like, let's look at let's look at the 2000s. 2000s, early 2000s was ringtone era. Everybody called it. Oh, that. yeah, that's, that was the ringtone era. So we had Soldier Boy, we had T-Pain, we had Chris Brown, we had dance music, and I would say that we generally... Uh, all enjoyed a up, upwards economy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was when the iPhone came out in two thousand seven. Um, a lot of people felt good around that time. Right. We had the ec- economic downturn happen. We had Marvin's Room around that time. Mm-hmm. The oh, week, nine-ish. right? The weekend blew up. Okay. Um, Cole was out by then. Yep, Cole was Cole was good, but Forest Hill Drives in specific. Okay. Which is more, I would say, of a darker uh, toned album. So Drives was in 2014, yeah. Kendrick. K- 
Kendrick Lamar. Good was kid, Mad City. Poetic justice. Okay. And so we had more darker toned music, darker toned movies. We had the Dark Knight. Dark Knight was blowing up. Dark Knight was insane. Superhero movies were dark, very dark, and that's how they kind of blew up at that time. And then slowly, right, as things kind of got a little bit better, we had Iron Man. Iron Man was in that realm, but it, it of the darker tone. But if you notice, the Iron Man movies and the Marvel movies started off kind of grounded and dark in some areas, and then they've been very upbeat in, right. in tonality. Right. And so even now, fast forward, Thor Love and Thunder was a very upbeat movie, very fun, still very gotta, colorful. Still got to see that. Uh, Pixar's Lightyear was, you know, in that same realm. Right. Um, yeah. So we are seeing kind of the same thing. Now, they say recessions, which a lot of people think we're in. Right now, it's officially just the economic downturn. Um they only last, as we spoke about before, 1.8 years, which is about two years, which means we are about potentially like halfway, midway in. Um, we had a, a rough 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. And so... Obviously, we had a rough 2020, for sure. Right. So 2023 is when most economists would say we should look forward to an upturn of some sort if everything goes well. You have the feds doing interest rates at a crazy clip. So everything is tightening up. And so by 2023, we might see some relief in a lot of different areas. Now, if that is the case, I'm going to tie it all in, y'all, because I know y'all like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? I'm, I'm with you, actually. With all of that happening, this dance music from Beyonce this dance music from Drake and Drake told y'all niggas y'all are too slow. Y'all got to catch up. Said, said that very specifically that track from Usher and city girls. Mm. All of this shit makes sense because niggas is going to be outside in 2023 for real. <laughs> no monkey pox, no COVID restrictions. Niggas is really going to be outside in 2023. They're going to have real money in their pocket, not pandemic money. That is going to come and go. Niggas right. is going to really feel like, they're in a decent spot. Right. And I think that that is what's happening within the music industry. They the music know. it's kind of letting us know. Where culture is going to be. Look forward to this shit. Yeah. So all that drill shit. Oh, that's about all, to be out of here? All that bang, bang, Uh-oh. kill, murder, Uh-oh. dark tone. About to be out of here? Niggas singing on, on the tracks about how much they... It, you, they gonna die They wanna die They smoking and drinking lean right. All that shit Push might be out of here All my friends is dead Yeah <laughs> Crack probably gonna be on the rise though <laughs> Niggas is gonna be snorting lines in bathrooms That is definitely Yo. gonna happen So um, that that's, is, that's dope Shout out to you for taking that course And for remembering And for giving us that gem We, we appreciate you XAB Always Yeah you on know Dad has some That's what we do, man. We we try and entertain on a way in in a way that's not, you know, right. like these other niggas. Right, right, right. Um speaking of entertaining, <laughs> not like these other niggas. Not like these other niggas. So we all seen this story now. There's a model that apparently was afflicted with HIV and AIDS Mm-mm-mm. and didn't know until basically her body had broke down crazy. Um, because it was 10 years of her being afflicted by the virus. Right. Um, you know, just to add before you really get into it again, guys, just so you know, HIV can live up into the body for about 10, 15 years and just be dormant. And then that one year shit get crazy. 
Yeah, and um, they're saying that she's linked to a bunch of celebrities. But uh, there's one page that said the names. They said Chris, they said Chief Keith, and they said Nick Cannon. Uh, amongst the names of people that apparently she's been i don't know what linked with means and i don't want to make any wrong correlations but apparently she's been seen communicating with them in some way shape or form do you think she was having unprotected sex with all of them or do you think she just had sex with them i don't know if it even got to sex they just said linked to so i'm gonna stick with that but um, clearly, at some point, she had unprotected sex and and got the clearly, virus. yeah. Well, clearly. you know, you can't even say that because it could have been a needle. It could have been um, that's true. Other ways that she she got the virus, but we, I guess, in the way that this story is being presented, it seems like it was um, from a sexual encounter. That's Damn. at least what it seems like from what she said and what other people are reporting on. Um, Listen, guys, y'all, y'all better fucking tighten up and get tested. Because I could tell you the last time I was in, at the doctor's office, I could tell you the last time I got tested, I could tell you what I got tested for. You know what I mean? These days in particular. Not I, a game. It's not a game. I mean, I, I really feel like it really wasn't until 2020 that I just kind of got back into really, all right, cool. Let me make sure I go to the doctor. Let me make sure I ask certain questions. And also, too, which I need to know, too, is that if you don't ask for them to do certain tests, they're not going to do it. Yeah. So... Please know that. Don't be like, oh, well, the doctor didn't test me. Bitch, did you ask? Nah. You you, you some, better you better fucking ask. In most cases, you're gonna you you're gonna have to ask your doctor unless you have a rapport with your doctor already right. um for STD testing. Mm-hmm. Like I and, think my doctor is at a point where when I come in, she knows that I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna request for STD right. and HIV testing. Yeah, so I'm and my doctors know well, the doctors I'm building a new because I have a new doctor now. I got a new insurance company, but um you know, I'm asking to see a nutritionist when I go to the doctor. I'm asking to see if I can speak to somebody that's in the in the um in the field of hey, listen, I I might you know want to talk to a, a therapist. I'm asking to speak to somebody in that realm. Like I'm asking for different doctors in different fields because I'm trying to get all of the health aspects together, not just my sexual health. I'm trying to get my mental right, trying to get my yeah. nutrition right. So when I'm at the doctor's office these days in my in my early 30s. I'm at, I asked mad questions and I didn't realize until like I was like 30, 31 or that, you know, what? I need to really, cause I'm, I'm just thinking that when you go to the doctor, they're just going to do, you know, the quote unquote random standard test. No, like really ask. We getting older too. Nah, you gotta, you, you gotta do the due diligence for yourself. Like yeah. gone are the days where your doctor it's sad to say, and I don't even I don't even remember a time where it was like this, but apparently it was at some point. But gone are the days where your doctor is the one asking you the questions. It's now like you have to ask your doctor the questions. It's like you have to be on top of your doctor like, hey, can you do this test? Hey, uh, what does this mean? Before your doctors would be like, hey, it looks like this is L. It's only when it seems like there's super bad news that they want to tell you something. But before it seemed like your doctors would be like, oh, you're in really good condition. Great health. Um, This is a little elevated. So I would say maybe cut this out of your diet. Doctors don't really do that as much anymore. And maybe maybe the doctors that a lot of people are exposed to, because I hear a lot of stories of how people go into their doctor. The doctor doesn't really say anything and just prescribes them something. Um, I do know I feel like people who have great doctors or good doctors, those doctors are definitely going through the steps of it. But this is definitely the day and age of 
you having to ask the questions. And doctors is probably stressed the fuck out too. I'm sorry. Doctors probably be seeing all type of I know doctors who just be smoking but I mean it's a stressful stressed. job. They they're seeing a lot of different patients all and then like people. in in 2020, 2019, 2020, you don't know who's coming in with COVID, you don't oh, know who's coming in with monkeypox and then you got to get exposed to this shit and you know no it don't matter what type of PE PPE you got on. Like that still got to be a scary, stressful situation when somebody comes in and it's like, fuck, this is a contagious disease and I got to treat this person to the best of my ability, but also got to be like, shit, I got to go home to my kids and my wife and everybody if, else. If I'm even going home tonight. Yeah. I might got to sleep in the I'm fucking have to be in a quarantine OR. Room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then this also leads us to the, the sad story of uh, Cuban lust that's been floating about. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that, that that was that was tough to watch. That was tough to look at. I was yeah. tough to watch. Man. I remember the Buffy the Body Cuban sh- Lust sh- days. Shout out to Cash Harlem Phil for always just giving us the real, <laughs> always giving us the real. But um, I did see an interesting conversation attached to this that kind of boiled my blood a little bit. But okay. I'm gonna bring it to you. Um, a a woman had asked. Are the men in the industry responsible for where she is? Because she's obviously been going down this road for a long period of time. And when she was the vixen that everybody was lusting after, they didn't mind spending their money. They didn't mind taking care of her or putting her up. Um, but now that she's down and out, there ain't nobody talking about we going to help her get in a better position. So they laid it at the feet of the men of the industry. No. Yeah, I agree no. with you. I agree. I no. think personal responsibility just has to personal first of come all, back into play. First of all, she knew off rip at some point. I am a beautiful woman. Men are gonna be naturally attracted to me. She also knew this is the industry that I want to be a part of. She also could have turned down jobs, but the moral of the story is, for me, what I got is, she really, she was addicted to the money more than any fucking thing. Fuck these niggas. I'm addicted to the money. Was ever gonna I don't get- even know if it's the money. She was addicted to the life, bro. Oh, well, yeah. Because well, where life. she's at now looks like oh, she's on some type bro, of drug. She is. She looks fucked up. Seeing her from how she was, I was like. I, it don't even look the like the same person. person? The it don't look the, like the same person, bro. The lips and the nose gave it away. I was like, her whole skin is done. Yeah, and that's typically she looked. That's the that's that hard shit. Yeah. That's that hard. That ain't that, that ain't, ain't no weed. That's yeah, whatever, whatever, coke, whatever's crack. in coke, crack, whatever. Yeah, LSD, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. I think deep down inside, she probably was also hurting. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was hurting. She she was hurting, and she was hurting herself. And I get the sentiment of the young lady in terms of of that thought process, like. All the men that were, again, all these men that have millions of dollars that when she was the video vixen that they all fiend for, didn't have a problem spending money then, right? Getting her in their videos, trying to fuck, all these different things. And now that she's in a bad position, you don't hear any of those same men saying that they're going to help her out. But I do also feel like as much as that would be an amazing gesture, 
I can't put it at the feet of those men in terms of how she got there and where she is right now. Like that is personal responsibility. And I'm not saying that in a a negative or vindictive way, but at some point we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And in this particular instance, about to say a true thing. This is the hidden result of bad bitch culture that is taking over the internet right now. We've been living Man. in this bad bitch We've culture been here for a minute, so. for at least the last five years. Yeah, where everybody wants to be a bad bitch and everybody wants to be treated like the quote unquote bad bitch. What is a bad bitch? I don't really, fully I really know, don't know, right? But I really don't know what that is. What I do know from the bad bitch culture is everybody wants to be spoiled. Everybody wants uh, to be attended to. Yeah, everybody wants niggas to be able to spend and trick and dime. And they don't do shit. And but look good, be right, pretty, and and, right. and, and and take photos and pose and... Look good, know how to put on makeup. Right, workout videos. Get a BBL. <laughs> get a BBL. Have a bad body. Um, Always, you know, talk about the next place that they're traveling to. It's always about yeah. travel, fashion. Travel, food, and fashion. Food and fashion. Yeah. And niggas spending money. And niggas spending money. That is a part of the mix. I think that's the, the mix right that, there. The we mix. we yeah, put the yeah, batter yeah. together of yeah, the bad bitch culture. Yeah, we definitely did put the batter yeah. together. So y'all not gonna take that from us. You heard it here first. But that is that is also the result of when that bad bitch culture yeah, runs out. Go, yeah, that, that's when it goes super left. When go, you don't get the millionaire that's gonna hold on to you for life. Right. Right. And all you are attracting are these niggas that will trick on you. They'll we'll get you the, you. The, right. the Louis, the Gucci, the, the Prada. Mm-hmm. They will fuck. Right. And then that's it. And yeah, and that's it. And then when you hit a certain age, and this is the part that niggas don't want to talk about. When we get you get older, y'all. We all getting older. You can't beat father time. When you get a certain age, that young one is going to get the attention and you ain't anymore. The young one who's fresh. Don't got mileage in terms of did too much to her body. Don't the the face ain't drooping. None of that is happening. She's the next one that's going to get the attention. It's, so it's her time, like how it was your time. So this bad bitch culture, this is part of of what you may be dealing with. Because when you're not putting in a foundation for yourself, and is it's revolving around these men with money, quote unquote that are going to take care of you, trick on you, and spoil you, and that is your goal is to continue to attract those type of men, there is a time limit to that. There is. And unfortunately, you might end up in the particular situation that Cuban lust is. Um, Damn. Real shit. But, yeah, we're going to keep this shit rolling. Uh, we got Mad Show. Um, now, we did tease Mace last week, but we did not get into that conversation. So I do apologize to the listeners that listened very well because I did say we were going to get into that conversation. But I'm glad we didn't because we did get a little bit more information. We, we, got, we got the other side. So we did. You know, life works in mysterious ways. So just to bring you guys up back to speed, first of all, shout out to Million Dollars Worth again because y'all niggas is mixy. I'm, y'all niggas about to become the new Vlad because y'all niggas, y'all know what the fuck y'all doing. They stay getting the proper interview at the right time. At the right time. Y'all know what the fuck y'all doing, okay? Y'all, y'all not going to let Boozy take over interviewing, okay? Y'all not going to let him do that. So, Fabio Foreign, which we all know was from the Woo, you know what I mean? Brooklyn, you know what I mean? All of that good shit. Um, you know, claim to fame, which I didn't know, 
his whole situation was being a part of that, but him actually getting on, getting his deal was from Mace. Didn't know that. Had no idea. I had no idea uh, either, but yeah, to clarify, apparently he was signed to Mace. Right, right. He was signed to Mace. I didn't even know Mace had a fucking label. I, started- I don't necessarily know if it was a label. Okay. So sometimes... Probably it was a management deal? Right. And sometimes... Okay. We exposing it all today, Dan. Niggas ain't gonna like this episode. A lot of times what happens is, especially in the rap game... Mm, the rap game. There is an investor involved. Oh, okay. Call that nigga whatever you want. Manager. Startup capitalist. Whatever. <laughs> right. Most of the times the title is drug dealer. Most of the time it's kingpin. <laughs> but some of the time, you might get a nigga like Mace. Uh, I told you, told you that we won't stop. I thought it's now Mace can fit many hats within that realm of life, right? Because um, Mace was also well, he still is a pastor, <laughs> from what I was told. So, in this particular case, the investor seemed to have been Mace, who also gave Fabio five k. As an advance right. to sign with Mace. Now, right. I don't know. I'm I'm sure a label of some sort was involved Definitely, in terms of sure. maybe Mace owned the label. Maybe Mace was a part or well, has to be a part right. of Put this money label. Put into it or something. Yeah. Right. Um, but this would be considered like an indie deal. Yeah. This was definitely an indie deal. Um, the most interesting part about it is that this is my opinion. I always find it interesting, big bro, even on this podcast, when you get people to do an interview, they kind of know the questions you're going to ask them because they either know your show or they know exactly what's going on in terms of what's happening in the world and you're being asked certain questions. Niggas still look very, um, what's the appropriate word? People still look uneasy because they, they know what they about to do. How are you uneasy? The camera's on you, but more importantly, the mic is on. Nigga, when, when the interview's over, nigga, this is going viral. You got to stand by your words. Well, and I think the uneasiness comes from all niggas involved the hitters. Oh. Oh. Fabio is very much known right. for... He's, he's in that culture. You know what I mean? Being in that culture. And Mace is an OG, so we're not even going to go there. Mace is known for being in that culture. Mace used to call himself Murder Mace. We can't forget these so, things. So, I think when you're sitting down, <laughs> right, and, and you're sitting across from two very skilled interviewers. Right. Who are going to ask you the real shit. Right. And they're going to clown you if you try to tiptoe around That's it. That's a fact, especially Gilly. Right. So, when you sit down across from those two. And they ask you a question and you know that you're going to answer it truthfully for whatever your truth is. Right, right, right. You could start some shit. And I feel like more than Fabio, Mace was trying to be politically correct without giving too much information. He was very careful with how his he was wording his I shits. think both of them, they both seem to have crossed the bridge where it's kind of like this relationship is not in the best place no nah, it not, just no. it's just not disrespectful yet no but i feel like after what may said it's gonna be well i think it's gonna be i mean and and we know because it looks like fabio's lying i don't think five no he he didn't say fabio was lying he no. said he said he got the 5k right but, but fabio left out the seven hundred and fifty thousand. well i think <laughs> why, why would you leave that out 
I think what happened was is the the question was about Mace. Fabio didn't get seven hundred and fifty from Mace. Right. Fabio got seven hundred and fifty from signing with the label, the right. major label. Right. So the major seemed to have give gave them a two million dollar advance. But it looks like the deal was being brokered by Mace. It was brokered by Mace. And I and because he had the he had the leverage and the relationship right, right. to go to the major. And the time in, in terms of credibility. Niggas, like, is going, niggas ain't going to listen to Fabio no. coming to Interscope right. or whatever label. I don't even Who's know what label. You? Who's backing right. you? Oh, Mace but, is backing But okay. Mace will get you through the door. And this isn't the first uh, artist, apparently, that Mace yeah. has been behind. He With, said French. Uh-huh, which I was like, French? And a couple of others that, you know, he didn't name. But right. um, he brokered it. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the money came from the major label. So right. if I'm Fabio, I may think about it from that mindset of, well, may signed me for 5K. Right. And then took 50K from me because apparently it was supposed to be 800-800. Right. And uh, Mace took uh, 50K from Fabio's side. Um, but, and, Ma- but Mace also said that Fabio had owed him 15 Dow. He said that he was... Fronting right. for Fabio, which again, when you have investors, <laughs> right, right, kingpins, definitely kingpins, drug dealers, somebody died involved in these deals. It, so, is it even clean money? Nothing is free. I, that's what it comes down to. Somebody paying, <laughs> somebody paying Pay somehow. Like, yesterday's price is not today's price. Like, you're not. I know a lot of us think that it's just about grind. And F- no, you got to link up with, especially if you're in New York, you got to link up with one of these niggas because you need a major invest. We, we spoke about how much it takes to get your shit on radio and get it played. We, we definitely have. And so if you work in, if you're what is considered a starving artist, you do not have the funds to get to the level where it's like, yo, that's the rising. That's the next rising new star. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is going to have to step in and foot the bill unless you got it or your family got it. If not, someone is looking at you and they're looking at your talent as a come up. It's really what it is. Right. That's what I got from Mace. Mace is smart. I don't think Mace was preying on him. I don't think Mace was a predator. I think Mace realized in his situation, he, he felt like it was unique. Mace was like, I'm a nigga from Harlem. I'm a nigga from the city. This guy's a young guy. He's from a nigga from, not from Harlem, but he's from my city. He's from New York. You know, Mace initially said he wasn't even going to do a deal where he was going to do a deal with Fabio's man. And then Fabio's man's was like, yo, I got my other man here. And then Mace probably in that moment was like, all right, cool. This is how I'm going to do what I'm about to do because this could be a good come up. And now seeing what Fabio has become, still is becoming, you know, he got about, you know, two years in or almost about to be two years in the game. Mace did a good investment. <laughs> it definitely was. That's where I think that this relationship gets tricky and I don't know where it goes from here is two places. One, Mace running around calling himself Diddy, Diddy 2.0. Oh, that can go. And I we got to delve into that a little how bit. How the fuck you doing? That was crazy to me. But the other half of it is him saying that he gave. Fabio, his whole swag and style. That gets tricky in New York. Saying shit like that get tricky. He Foreigner. Told, he told Foreigner. them that he he said he gave him the AAA. 
which is a staple for for Fabio. He said that um, the whole swag came from him. So now you're basically saying you created the nigga, and that doesn't typically get looked upon kindly. So now let's not get it fucked up. A lot of people took their style from Mace. We not even gonna go there. Yeah, we can say that. Cause on some real shit, a lot of rappers today, even Drake took a little bit of Mace. You know what I mean? So we're not gonna act like you know Kanye took a little bit of Nas. We're not gonna act like niggas haven't taken from other niggas before them. There's only a few rappers that can say they're original. Yeah, Very Kanye. Small, Kanye is. But so, I mean, everybody takes from everybody. Everybody like takes said. from everybody because there's no. There is no uh how the fuck is this quote? There's no uh no ideas original. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, there's no individuality in this game. You know what I mean? I mean, but granted, uh, some of it is influence and then you right. go into right. yourself, but when you are talking from a space of I created this nigga, that yeah. And then on top of it, right, we all know and it's been documented how much you said you don't fuck with how Diddy did business with you. Uh-huh, but look what you did. But you're running around saying that you're Diddy 2.0. And, right, I always find this funny when you throw stones and then niggas throw them back. Because you've been running around saying that Diddy is a terrible person and he gave you a bad deal. In Diddy's defense, Diddy probably gave you a deal. I don't know the specifics of, of the right. deal. But Diddy gave you a deal that most likely was common to the deals that were given out in the 90s. Right. To artists. Right. And so now that it's 10 years later, 20 years later, you're looking at the deal and you're saying this is a fucked up deal or I didn't I didn't appreciate that deal you robbed me, quote unquote, right? But in reality, most artists were happy to get that type of deal back in the day. Why is it always you robbed me? Why isn't it like damn like Thinking of like the person in charge of the label, thinking in terms of how much money has been generated so far. Why isn't it, you know what? This is all that they could give me because this is all that they think I'm worth at this moment. And then thinking, all right, cool, maybe a year in, based on what I do for a whole year, maybe we could renegotiate the deal. But also, it was the culture of deals back then. Yeah. Like, niggas, were, niggas weren't in the space that we are now where it's like, I need to own my masters. Uh-huh. I need to I, own my publishing. Right. 70, 30, 70 for me, nigga. 30 right. for you. Right. Type shit. Like these type of deals didn't exist nope. in the 90s like that. Unless you really, really was about it, about it. And you even when you had the leverage, especially I'm talking about hip hop. I'm not talking about the rock niggas. I'm not talking and, about the R&B and the blues. Yeah, right. R&B probably had it worse. But with <laughs> but the, the white acts probably were on top of some of this shit a little bit earlier than the black Hell acts. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to rap. Nigga, you wasn't talking about that. You was worried about getting $250,000 thrown in your bank account it within was, the right. end of the week. You was worried about the bitches that you was about to splurge on. You was worried about getting a McLaren mm-hmm. and throwing on an icy-ass chain. Right, and that's all the fuck. And some of y'all niggas still care about that. Let's not get it. Some of y'all niggas still stuck still in that trap. Still stuck in that shit. But thank God we've had a couple of influential artists that have come up. And kind of broke that a little bit right. and said, nah, nigga, you got to own your shit. Right. And now you got niggas like 21 Savage on his uh, conscious shit in terms of that. You got niggas like Waka Flocka on this shit. You even got niggas like Little Baby now having certain conversations with Jay. You know what I mean? NLE Chopper. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Meek Mill a few years ago, you know, when he put out championships and how his relationship got closer to The Rock, even though he just 
I don't know what's going on with them. He, he's not on there no more. But yeah, you know, but I think it's important that artists get this aspect of what we're trying to say is that back then, shit was very, very, very different in terms of the consciousness that artists would have had if they were thinking more business savvy. And you were okay with the deal. Right. You know what I mean? But now it's 2022 it's and different. you telling niggas, I'm going to give you 5K. And they called you out on it. Right. I'm not saying who's right or wrong because right. I don't know. And we got people that are close to me. So I don't want right. it to seem like we trying to disrespect. But at the end of the day, I do find it ironic when you've been throwing all those stones at Diddy mm-hmm. for these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And now you're in a position where somebody is doing it to you. And you don't like that shit, right? And in your mind and in your defense, you're looking at it like, nah, nigga, I gave you a fair deal. I gave you something fair. You came to me with nothing. And I backed you and I made sure that you became what you are today. But Fabio also didn't sound like he was upset that he got 5000 No, he said at the time he thought it was a lot, right. which I don't know how. I don't know how. 5K don't sound like a lot to me. Five to me. <laughs> to, five, to, to a drug slinging nigga. I don't know. 5K to me is not a lot for a rap deal. 5K in terms of maybe something else. 5K is not a lot of money, period. Right. That shit ain't going nowhere. 5K, if you did an art mural, that sounds that that, that, that's a lot of money. If I'm if I'm doing like a fucking building. For 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 a one-off, maybe, but we're talking about a nigga getting signed for however long he signed to this nigga. Getting signed, yeah, nah. Nah, that ain't a lot of money. And that's not gonna do that's not even a video nowadays. Nah, that nigga and, and he said that shit didn't even last two weeks. Two weeks. Because 5K will not last it's you. Going somewhere. Like, bro. let me not let me when you are in that lifestyle where oh, yeah. you have to look a certain type of way, you gotta have the Dior shirts on. It was probably an outfit that costs a thousand. You, you yeah, you gotta have the Gucci on, you gotta have all this shit. Nigga, you down by four. <laughs> nigga, you spending that in a week. And you, it's over. You getting five Dior shirts, not even, maybe five. You you might get five Dior shirts and you down to like 2,500 already. So, <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Like, so, I get it. But I, I just found that part of it ironic. Um, but shout out to all those brothers. Um, hopefully, they piece it up. We don't need no beef between the OGs and the young cats yeah. in New York. Um, yeah, I'm tired of that bullshit. Future overtook Drake uh, with having the most platinum albums. I think he has nine now to Drake's eight or seven. he has eight to Drake's seven or some shit like that. Nigga, mask off. Fucking mask off. Yeah, shout out to that. I ain't got nothing else for that yeah. other than uh, that's uh, that's interesting when it comes to this lets culture. Me, this lets me know how big Future really is. We, we, we've already established that. We know. Yeah, niggas be playing with Future. Future's really a superstar, like like legit. He may not come off because I don't. Future's not the type of nigga that you're gonna be like, oh, I can't wait for his album to drop. Future's is more like, I can't wait to hear his song. But he shit. got one of the hottest songs of 2022 right oh, now. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait for, for you. you. Wait, wait for you is out of this world. They know what they're doing. Drake, Thames, and Drake, Future. Thames, and Future. The do the the trio that we didn't know we needed. Thames is going to be a major superstar. Have you heard the? Uh, the remake she did that the one that she did on Black Panther, yeah. Um, the song, have yeah. you? I heard, I've, I heard the full song the other day. Yeah, it's going down. This is Thames world. I don't even think Thames realized how big she was gonna get. No, I don't think she knows how big she is right now. We thought, all right, that record she put out with Wizkid, all right, cool, dope record, stupid, went dumb. 
amazing girl. They, they didn't realize that they had like a crazy record. And we gave the credit to Wizkid. That's right. what happened. Right. Not realizing without Thames, there would be no other, but that record would not be as big as it was. Number two, when Thames did the record with Drake Fountains, we was a little, I was disappointed. I was a like, little disappointed, but that was more because of Drake. Right. Thames still held her own. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't like, I don't think this was the record. And you know what it was? It felt more R&B than it felt Afrobeatish. Okay. In my opinion. Right. But but then Thames dropped her project and Free Mind was on there. Stupid, right. dumb. I was like, oh, what are we talking about? Shit. Stop playing with her. She's her. Stop playing She's with her. Next. And what's crazy is the way that Thames superstar like it's not there yet. But one of the biggest Afro beats artists in the world is Burner Boy. We we all know this. Burner Boy is on fire. Burner right Boy now. is. I think he's doing Madison Square right now, bro. He. I've never seen another artist like, and he gives me Buju Bantan vibes, and he's not even fucking Jamaican, but that's the energy that nigga got. Last Last is something else. That dude is on fire. Shiloh, that, that dude is on fire right now. Different out here. Africa is here, bro. Like, Africa is right here, though. They're like, yeah, we got more niggas coming. Don't worry. And I know they do. And what style of music is that? Up tempo. Oh, man. And Dance, feel good right. music. Uh-huh. Tell I'm trying to tell y'all something, man. The trend is being set right before ours. Get ready for the new wave of music. Now, this conversation here is going to get interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, specifically some of the ladies, um, y'all may get a little upset at this, at this part of the conversation, but please try and hear the good brothers out. Yeah. Now, Originally, when this story broke, I was very much behind Meg. I still would like to hear what's going on with Meg. However, over the last two weeks, Tori has been extremely visible and active after being super low for the last two years. Very low. Now, what I mean by active, he's been seen with little baby dapping up. He's been seen with Chris Brown dapping up. I mean, he's on he's on Chris Brown's album, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Polo yeah. G just brought him out on stage and he tore it up. All of this support that he is getting from some of the the biggest acts either really truly mean niggas ain't shit or niggas know what the fuck happened that night. At this point, and I, they made their decision. I think at this point, the latter is on the real truth came out somewhere, somehow, and only the industry niggas know about it, and they're not trying to make a thing about it because now they're like, oh, we, we get in our eyes. So he's, where? I, yo, Tori, man, I ain't know, bro. Yo, finally we can start working on this record. Finally we can start working on this promo. Finally I can release the record we did. Industry niggas, I feel like, know what's happening with that case because well, the the case got moved how many times and, and it still it has like not three happened. Three fucking times. I don't. First of all, I don't even know when it's supposed to happen now. Me, me neither. Um, because the last time I had last time this what we were talking was in April. Like he, the shit was in April. And they moved it. I and know moved, there was a last time I heard something about July. I that was like July fifth or some July's shit. July's out of here. July's yeah. gone. In fucking August. Listen, by the time we hear about this, to be honest, she. I don't know if she will. She or her her lawyer team might be like, you know what. We no longer want to deal with it. Like we, 
We're good. She's she dropping all charges. I feel at this point, something is going on where it's trying. Somebody involved is trying to bury it. So what we may see is Tory back embraced, and we may hear nothing about this case anymore. Tory's last album was fire, but nobody really heard anything about it because a lot of platforms was like, "We're not putting that shit." Yeah, on they, they they weren't the only platform that I really the only platform I heard it on was YouTube. To be honest, nah, they, they they put it out, they just didn't promote it. So normally with a with a Tory project, he gets somewhere on the on the first page of Apple Music, yeah, first page of title Spotify, Tory slapping, and and then these last two three projects that he put out, they just buried them. They didn't they didn't uh, give it any type of promo. Now again. I've been very much, um, you know, on the side of Meg. I don't think that somebody, particularly a black woman, would lie about that course of events. And maybe it's not that she lied. Um, If it is proven that maybe he didn't do what she said he did, maybe it was some confusion in that night. I don't know. Um, It's just a lot when liquor is involved, to be honest, too. But it it, it just seems like... The way Tory is moving and the way these niggas is moving, that that story may not be what we thought it was. This lets me know three things. Before the end of the year, we are predictors. You know what I'm about to say. Tory's about to drop a project. That's number one. <laughs> number two, you're about, to, you're about to probably hear some features with Tory that you probably would have never thought you heard. Niggas, I probably already did records with Megan. And number three, now this number three is probably going to be very, very, very important. By the time the project drops and by the time the singles drop, one of these two things are going to happen. One, we're going to find out the real truth. Two, we ain't going to hear about this shit again. And it's going to be as if it never happened. And Tori's going to be right back where he fucking was. I don't want to hear about the shit ever again. That's probably what's going to be said. And I'm not going to be surprised if I'm really not. I'm honestly not even going to be surprised, too, if years down the road. We hear a Tory and Megan track. Listen, people have patched things up in the past. We never thought Meek Mill and Drake would get on the record. We never thought Drake and fucking Chris Brown would get on the record. We never thought Meek Mill um, and Chris Brown would be on the fucking record. Here we are. Here we are, y'all. It's the music industry. These niggas don't got to really be friends. Yeah, and I think that that's what's been sold for a long time is these niggas is friends. They're not. They're definitely not. A lot of these niggas, lot of these ain't, niggas ain't friends. Ray J, Sammy, and Ple- they're friends. <laughs> they just make it seem right. like they have relationships because they know the fans are going to react to that. Like, oh, Drake cool with Lil Baby? Yo, I fuck with Drake too, right? Like, it's all chess. Drake is sitting there like, who the hottest new nigga? All right, cool. Right. I'm going to be cool with him. I got to embrace this nigga? All right, cool. And then Lil Baby is like, who the hottest nigga? Drake? All right, cool. And then they might build an actual relationship, but a lot of it. A lot of it, no. Because. Smoke and mirrors. I forgot which artist said it. One of these artists, which I thought was good, one of them said, oh, I don't get involved with all that 6 9 shit, but if Mina, if it come down to me and a nigga got to do a record, yeah, I do the record. I don't get involved with whatever the fuck. I'm just here for my money. I was like, damn. Okay, my nigga. Fuck it. Um, That's how these niggas move? This conversation here, another podcast. I don't, I don't know the name of it. I, I'm gonna see if I can find it when I pull up this clip. It's a long clip, so we're gonna break it up. But 
brother, when I say that, I feel like they had a conversation. These two had a conversation. Oh, I think another podcast you're talking about. I don't know where these niggas came from, but they shit OD spicy. What would make a man say, okay, I'll have sex with you, but that's as far as it'll go? So, okay, there's various levels to it. For some men, it could be physical levels of physical attraction. So, to put it in, in a more specific context so people can understand, if his standard for marriage is, I'm only going to marry a woman who's an 8 to 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. Mm. But he'll sleep with a six. He'll sleep with a five. You see what I'm saying? So there's enough. And maybe she's not that cute, but her body's banging. So he'll sleep with her because he really likes her body. Snake he wants to away. try it out. Um, I know that sounds horrible, oh, but I'm just saying. It, it is what it is. Yeah. It is crazy. <laughs> oh God. But again, he's not attracted to her enough physically to say, I want to spend my life with her. Because again, it's one thing to have to see you for the night. It's nothing to have to wake up and see you every day next to me. That requires a different level of attraction. Um, then, of course, there's just the quality. Shout out to my man, uh, uh, Stefan Speaks. Yeah, we're going to get to the next half of that in a second. But yeah, his books. His books is crazy. Did he lie, bro? Nah. Not yeah. one lie was told. Oh, well, to me, he always tells the truth. Not one lie, I said. Not one lie oh. was told. Not one lie. Yo, he said... Some men just want to wear it out Yo He lit I, I, I went to another place I, I think that <laughs> oh, Fuck And I'm not championing the behavior But I think that this is very truthful behavior That almost every man can relate to Right like Yeah I for certain Am guilty of Coming across a woman mm -hmm. She's about a six to me, right? Doesn't mean that that's what her actual number is. But to me. Now, the nigga that really loves her, she's a 10. 100%. Good, good luck to them. To a nigga that just met her. To me, she's a 6. Right. And I'm not thinning to be with someone that I think is a 6. But that don't mean I'm, I wouldn't be down to smash. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of women... In general, who also feel the same way? About, Absolutely, about it's the niggas. same. But it's probably worse. What I've noticed—they're not going to say that. What I've noticed is is somewhat of the opposite or inverse. So, at least in my case, a lot of times when I've had conversations with women, and like it, even with me involved, a lot of times they'll be like, "You're like husband material." To me so I didn't want to fuck Or I didn't want us To go down the wrong road Because If I put you in the box of a fuck buddy I'm going to ruin this And Or we're going to ruin this May not always be on, on her But we will ruin this And if I want something to happen with you I want it to be a, a relationship Or I want it to be an actual romance I don't want it to just be a I call you up and you come over and you lay pipe and then you did. So I feel like women definitely on up. They do it both ways. But from my experience, I, I feel like it's been the inverse. Like when women decide to deal with a nigga that's a, a six it's because that's what they want for the moment. Like they just want dick. But I think niggas like they're going to reserve a lot of that energy for a shorty that they want to be. With long term 
I about to say something I've never said. Oh shit. <laughs> I pay close attention to the women that don't fuck with me, but watch my stories every day. Oh, he about to say true. I thing. pay very close attention to the women who like certain things on my page, but never say anything to me in real life. That should be weird. Um, I pay very close attention to the women who said that they don't want nothing to do with me, but then I hear like down the road or maybe from somebody else that they asked about me. I be so like conflicted. What about the women that we probably don't know that listen to this podcast all the time and have never said anything to and don't say nothing. That's a bit weird to me. That's like uh, really cheese me, dog. Yo, 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 my girl. Yo, you really cheese me, my girl. Big mountain. I think that there are things in men that we instinctly like. Like we know. Like I know off the rip, me, and I'm probably bad when it comes to this. I know off the rip when I see you initially. I'm going to know if I want to be a fuck buddy to you or if I really want you. I'm going to know. It's not This is not going to take no type of long conversation. Like, you know what I mean? Even the other day when we went to the last speed dating, I already knew off the back from looking at the room before we sat down who I knew I was going to, like, be cool with and then who I really wasn't and then who I probably would be like, all right, cool. Well, we probably could just fuck and that's it. I mean, yeah, and I think certain people give you that energy, right? Yeah. Like, there's a young lady we both know. Right. Her energy is fuck me energy. Right. And it's not, we would make a great couple and understanding each other and we'll be able to get through life together because I got your back and you got mine. No, it is antagonistic. It is very much rah-rah. It is very much, I need you to fuck this energy out of me. That is when I'll submit. When I know that you fuck the shit out of me, and I, not that submission, I, you know, I, you know how I feel about the submission shit. Right. But in her particular case, I think the mindset is that is when I'll submit, quote unquote, or that is when I will be soft around right. you. I'm getting hard just thinking about it. But yeah. but that's uh, nigga, what? <laughs> but that's her. That yeah. is her. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no if ands or buts. Nope. And with me, right? I'll see an energy like that, and I'll be like, I will be happy to oblige the fuck. But don't catch no feelings after that. Right. Because we know this not going to work. I mean, I'm not even going to play myself. I mean, look how you acting. Yeah, that's not for me. And you let me know off rip. That might be for another nigga that like that shit and he need that shit. I don't need that shit. We're going to pray for that nigga with that shit. <laughs> pray for him. But yeah. Because we know the nigga. Right, bitch. Oh, <laughs> damn. Mask off. Fucking mask off. Uh, uh, Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, you know, just to go back to what the good brother, uh, uh, Stefan, uh, speaks was, was basically saying, we know, and you will know, all right, cool. This woman is a five and a six. I might just want to smash. And then niggas know, I right, this woman is an eight, nine, 10. I might want to do more than smash. I really might want to take this person serious. I think the, the thing that we have to keep in mind is, that doesn't mean that the eight, nine, or ten doesn't have five, six qualities. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and the key is transparency. Transparency, transparency, transparent. That's listen. I don't want to string you along. I am attracted to you, but you know, what I mean, if if you're looking for something long term, I can't get that to you. Right. You know, like somebody somebody told me over the weekend. Right now, it was like I'm in a situationship, and I just asked like, 
So me being in a mix with that fuck anything up and it's like, nah, because I'm not really looking for anything right now. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Well, knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you supposed to say to that? Right. I, there's nothing else to say after that. All right. So he continues because he made another good point. Okay. Some women, again, may be really cool. Um, you may even enjoy hanging out with them, but you know you cannot deal with them over the long term Facts. as far as marriage. And let me say this. The reality is that women see the same issue or, or go through the same thing with men. It's just that women are willing to overlook Would those red flags and yeah, still marry that man. Yeah. But then be miserable and unhappy. Mm-hmm. The man knows, yo, like in a lot. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of men choose horribly uh, wives and partners. But a lot like I remember one time in the Uber, a guy said to me. He was the driver. He said, you know, you hear in society, women are always being told the fantasy of the one waiting for that right guy, all that stuff. But what you see play out in dating and relationships is that men tend to hold on to that principle more than women. Mm -hmm. I say that all all the time. Women know of the one connection, but the minute they see something that they want, for whatever reason, yes, I I will make (laughs) this work because this is what I desire right now. Mm. Whereas men, if they're just not feeling it enough, they're just not going to do it. And that's why I tell women, it's not a reflection of your value or your quality. Y'all two just don't fit together. This he nigga really talking about the nation. Or view you as a good woman. Just not for him. So this is not a fast forward. All of the right things. Told me this out of his mouth that he did all of the right things, had these conversations, like took her out, did all of the things to play the game. Mm. So what is your advice for women who are watching for the red flags, asking the questions, like thinking that they're doing their due diligence and then they're just dealing with like a fraud? So I'm I'm very skeptical of uh, any situation that proclaims that this man just fooled you the entire time. I always say a lot of times women don't get played. They play themselves. I want shits with the dip, though. They they see something. They pick up. And and even if you can't say you saw something specific, they sense. Yes, they felt like something's not right. Relationship. So what's the difference? I don't even know what to say. This is why he's a relationship expert. This is why he has the degrees for it. This is why he has the fan base that he has. This is why he has subscribers on YouTube. I'm one of them. This is why he has great selling books. I have two of them. Um, I, and I ran across this guy one time because somebody sent me his, uh, his video. And I was in my feelings when they sent the video. And I immediately had to go to his page. I reached out to him. Um, and I think um, we spoke about him before. Yeah, on the we podcast. spoke about him before on the podcast. And when I reached out to him, he did reach back out. And he said, hey, Malek, I, I realized you did buy my book. He's a real person. So shout, shout out to my man's. Now, I mean, we probably got to get them in on the podcast at some point. Yeah, now that'd be a great episode. Um, I think uh, one of his books that he has, um, Healing After Heartbreak. Now, I mean, that's one of the books that I I, I got into and I was reading. And um, he got another book, too, called He's Lying, Sister. That book is wild. <laughs> that book is crazy. But just going to the first book, it's just different mechanisms and ways to cope with, you know, learning to deal with heartbreak. And within that, you learn certain things about yourself because the reality is we all need to really ask ourselves, are we worth dealing with? Because we know ourselves. Can you deal with you if you was trying to date you? Be honest. And if if the answer is no, if, I don't think you should date. No, yeah, you definitely shouldn't be dating. That's that's mine. The, the, the answer is maybe you need, you need some more time to self-reflect. If you need to be handled, probably shouldn't be dating. Probably shouldn't be dating, but... 
yeah, shout out to him for uh, shedding some light on that. Shout out to the interviewer for asking very great questions. Um, yeah, we, we all got to be honest, man. Um, so. <sighs> Sexy love <laughs> for the things you do. God damn. Neo's wife blasted the shit out of him <laughs> earlier this week. We talking eight years of blasting, dog. God damn. A, a she blasted. Blew, uh, yeah. A building blew up behind that, I'm sure. She blasted the shit out of him. And this um, was right after he did the interview on um, See the Thingers. And the interview on Joe Budden. And oh, the interview before that. Yeah. And we gonna talk about that. We got a few interviews. Um, But, um, yeah, I... <laughs> You know a nigga got blasted when he comes out a day later and says, for privacy reasons, right. um, I'd like to keep this between me and my family, and, you know, we're going to try and work this out right. in the background. You know your shit is on Front Street. He ain't even deny none of this shit. Nope. He ain't say, yo, she's wilding. Nah, the nigga got caught. Whatever happened, she, whatever she said happened, happened. And the reality is, if you was dealing with this shit for eight years... What was happening for you to be like, right, I could deal with it for eight years? Well, I think she she said that she didn't know and it all came out and she realized it was, it was eight years. Damn, she probably was she probably was listening to the podcast interviews, putting shit together. Well, that she it's probably listened to this last project and started putting shit together. Oh, yeah, this last project. I don't know how transparent the nigga was, but he definitely was talking about stuff that sounded like infidelity to me. Yeah, he was talking spicy. I was like, this nigga fucking, this nigga is, um, uh, he's, he's been listening to too much tank. Cause been listening to a lot of other niggas and probably getting inspired. Deep down inside, though, this is my thing. The R and B niggas is probably the worst category of artistry you want to date because the R and B niggas get away with shit these rappers probably can't get away with. R and B niggas got a lot of fans, right? Chris Brown is an R&B nigga. Trey Songz is an R&B nigga. But they both know themselves in the sense of both them niggas are single. Both them niggas are single, correct. Neil, on the other hand, been married, supposed to be faithfully for the last eight years. And I think what he was engaged when he first came out, right? Like when, when he first, when first he, was, yeah. He, that got broken and that's what led to um, right. radio. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the second time that I feel like we've had a situation where we heard Neo having issues with his wife because at one point they was gonna divorce. they divorce they were gonna divorce yeah, they were yeah. gonna divorce, but it looked like it's going down this time. If he can't fix it, I, I mean, mean, does he? Should he? It sounds like he wants to. I don't. I don't. I'm not in their bedroom, so I'm not. His wife's name was I think Crystal, right? She 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 sounds like she's out of here, bro. She sounds like she's out of here, but that statement don't sound like they done. I don't know if she might have put a premature emotional statement out and after speaking with him, because we haven't heard anything from her since his statement. So I don't know if she's sticking to her guns or if maybe based off of his statement, somehow he was able to talk to her and maybe they're going to find a way to reconcile um, on behalf of the children. I think he threw that in there, um, things like that. So I don't know. I just think that... uh, you know what I mean? You got to, when you are in certain positions, you got to be true to yourself. And I don't know what that means for Neo. And Neo has been, like, since he came out, he was one of my favorite artists. Um, but I will say that 
it seems like for whatever reason, ever since she first came out and said that they were going to divorce, there's been like an attention seeking scenario going on with him. And I'm not too sure what that means, but it first started with the lucky day comment where that was really unnecessary information to like, if we keeping it a stack, we found it to be funny. We joked about it, but if we keeping it a stack, that information didn't need to be told in that interview. And now we're getting reports of him going to target with five niggas in black walking around the whole store, hoping people was going to fan out for him. Now, granted, I did see that there were two accounts. There was the dude who initially put it out there, which I don't know who he is, but he has like a big following. But then I saw in the comments, people were like, yeah, no, nah, I was there. He really was doing that. Like he really was walking around Target, hoping that people would see him and fan out. But nobody did. They probably didn't even realize it was fucking Neil. They said he had on these dark shades. And then after a while, he took the shades off and walking around Target mad slow. But nonetheless, that shit is funny as hell. Nonetheless, though, I think it all goes into this attention-seeking behavior that he might be exhibiting. Like, even on the Joe Budden podcast, I feel like a little bit of attention-seeking. See, the thing is... See, the thing is, that was was a wild interview. He's doing interviews that you would never catch Neo doing normally. First of all, I was like, why is Neo on See, the thing is? Fuck he talking about on No shade to to them. Right, which, yeah, we we love their platform, but... But Neo normally... What are you doing there? Neo is normally very selective with very selective. interviews. Very. So these interviews that he's done on these platforms feel a bit sporadic for what Neo is typically known for. Right. I don't know. Um, I, I hope you can work it out, sir. So I had sent you that meme um, and it was a young lady who was like the nigga you don't want. And it was a bunch of heart eyes and it was the nigga you want. And it was crickets. It was nothing. Right. And so my question to you was, how many times have you been that nigga? Not the nigga that is doing the heart eyes, but the nigga that a woman wants your attention so bad and you just refuse to give it to her. I'm not nigga right now. Mm. (laughs) Now, how does that impact you? What, what you? What do you feel from being that nigga? Part of me feels guilty. Mm. Yeah, because a part of me is like this person wants your she like she wants all of your attention. Just give it to her, and then there's a part of me that's like going back to what Stefan said. Like when you know, you know. I don't. I don't know. Mm. So I'm choosing to just be a bit self reserved, and you know, this could be something from my childhood. You know. My mom, you know, I've said this numerous times on a podcast. My mom told me something years ago when I was a kid. She's like, son, if they compliment you too much, they want something from you. And I think interesting. And I think over the years, even when people like I did a show this weekend, you know, shout out to Miss Bad. And, you know, it, it, it was it was her birthday show. She does. You know, she picks like some of her favorite, you know, um, artists that's on the circuit. And we go and we do our thing. And somebody walked up to me. I was I, I was a bit tired and also a bit annoyed. I'm not gonna go into why I was annoyed, but long story short, somebody walked up to me. He was like, "Yo, great fucking set," and they had like a part where people was freestyling. And first, I started spitting a written, and then I went to a full blown freestyle. And a part of me was like so annoyed. I freestyled, in other people's opinion, better than I fucking thought. It was like, "Nah, you really went crazy." 
And it was like, yo, he won the freestyle cipher. And I wasn't even trying to win. Mm. I was just trying to rap, bro. Like, whatever. And it was like, yo, great set. And I was like, cool, thanks. And I think in that moment, they wanted more from me because they kind of stayed in front of me a bit longer. And I just wanted to have a conversation. And I didn't want to have a conversation. I just wanted to do my thing and get the fuck off stage. I got to a point at, like, performing now. I don't give a fuck about compliments. I don't give a fuck about, yo, you're so great. We should work. I really don't care. That's where I'm at. So that's, you know, going back to people wanting my attention. Like, I feel like I got to want your attention more. Mm -hmm. If I don't want your attention more. But where's the balance in that, right? Because then that becomes... I feel like I got to want your attention just as much as you got to want my attention. I think that's where the balance got to be at. And if I don't want your attention like how you want mine. Yeah, because if not, then it's a it's just chasing, right? It's yeah. who's chasing you and then who you're chasing. And everybody's just running in a circle. You're going to continue to chase the people that you want to give your attention to, but they don't want it. And then the people who want your attention, but you don't want to give it to them. Are going to continue to chase you, and you're just going to keep going in circles. So at some point, I just to break that, the cycle. I just pray that whoever's chasing me, yo, stop, <laughs> stop. That ass. I wonder if that's how many women feel when they get the heart eyes. I think it's stop. If I'm not reaching out to you, and that's why I always say. You know, in our private conversations and sometimes on the podcast, um, when you catch yourself in those positions where you're giving out the energy the most, you're reaching out, you're texting, you're the one setting up the date, and that person is not reciprocating the energy, nah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Once you recognize it. Sometimes it's hard to recognize because we get so enamored with the person. Right, right, right. And so enamored with the the grand scheme that we came up in our mind in terms of, oh, I can't wait for this to blossom into X, Y, and Z. Little do we know that person is not even thinking on that scale. They're thinking like, oh, this is cool. And, you know, maybe if it, if it goes a certain type of way, I'll entertain it. And so while we're going gung-ho, they're going 50%. And once you recognize that, though, I think it, that's where you kind of have to switch it up and you have to start moving differently. Once you see the energy ain't ain't lining up, you got to you got to switch it up. You got to get away from that because a lot of us, what we tend to do is chase the energy that doesn't want us. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, too, like. You know, I, I said this over the weekend. Um I'm a very complex individual. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very complex. And I feel like a lot of you guys who know I'm me. I'm a single individual right now. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I feel like a lot of you guys that know me or I want to say think you know me because we've known each other for years. That doesn't mean you know me. My, my, my complex approach to life and dating and being a personality it's more colorful when i'm performing and it's more colorful when i'm on this podcast mm. in real life like every day-to-day -day real life i personally feel like i'm a very simple person 
It's only when I'm on a platform, a stage, when I'm on a platform, a podcast, when I'm on a platform, a community event, my existence and how you think you know me as that gets amplified. Because whether you know me as Malek or Henry, there's something about when I'm on a stage or when I'm putting a show together, whatever you thought I was, that gets amplified 10 times more when I'm actually actively doing something. And I think that that gets lost in translation in terms of people liking or people not liking or, you know, because some people might feel like, yo, I can't handle that. I can't handle you doing all these different things. And then you still make time. Like I was told today, like, damn, like, you know, you got this going to, but you still make, yeah, because I make time for the fucking things I want. I don't make excuses. I just make time for it. Honestly, bro, bro all of that sounds like trauma from that individual. Mm. I don't want to put it on blast like that, but that sounds like trauma. When I say that, it just sounds like a lot of potential disappointment from other men. Right, right. That have been potentially in that position that you are now sitting in. Right. And because you are not doing the small, simple things that, or you are doing the small, simple things that if anyone is saying they like you, they're going to do. Right. If niggas is just trying to get a nut, they're probably going to have a problem with doing right, it. Right, right, right. And because that trauma exists, it keeps being brought up like, wow, you're willing to. And like I said, I'm not going to say it's a red flag, but I do think that's something to pay attention to in terms of like, don't put me on a pedestal for doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. That don't make no sense. That, that, shit, don't, that shit don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what you, what you want and you deserve right. from someone who likes you. Right. So it shouldn't be a surprise. It should not come off as a gift. And it shouldn't seem like, wow, this separates you from the pack because you're doing what actually is supposed to happen if a nigga is saying he like you. Like that that's really what it come down to. And I'm not taking away from the compliments. That's fire. But at the same time, it's like, Shorty, this ain't this ain't no like Nigga, I ain't I ain't drop a billion on you. Right. It's like, yo, live your life. Right. <laughs> like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I mean, of of course, I think a lot of us have been the man that is unwilling to give the attention uh, to somebody. Um. But I never think about it from the perspective, like, and I, I guess as a man, we, we really don't, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I never think about it from the perspective. And you kind of brought it up too, where it's like, you want the, like, you feeling for my attention? You waking up, waiting for me to text you? Like, what? And, and I guess I don't think about it now because it's not a surprise to me in the sense of, the people who like me have expressed why they like me. Right. And it is always in a standout position. Right. Whether it's my intellect, the way I think, calming nature. These are the things that have been expressed to me in terms of what women say, like make me stand out from different men that they've dealt with right. or been interested in or like, like, yo, you so calm or 
Like, yo, the way you break things down or, or I can, I love talking to you. And I've started to notice that. Like I've started to notice people and I'm about to say a true thing. Damn. I'm, I've noticed people starting arguments with me just because they have my attention. Wow. Within that time frame that we are going back and forth about a topic. Wow. And I, and like, once I learned it, I'm like, that makes me want to ignore you. Damn. Cause that's just me. Like, don't play with my attention. Like, don't play with my time. But oh, kind of understanding that though is allowed me to be like, yo, people really do want particular gifts that you hold all to themselves. And yeah. they'll do anything yeah. to get that gift or get that thing that you have to themselves. When a girl starts talking like this is my dick, who dick? My my dick? My dick is your dick? Girl, I don't know. And you ain't never had it yet. To me, that's to me that's a little red flag. I'm like, I don't know, cause the way you talking, it might be super toxic. I might not want to deal with this. Yeah, I'm past the toxic. Fit. I don't want. I don't want it if it's toxic. Um. So we have Jay DeYoungin. He passed away. I think it was last week. He was shot. Yeah, 24 years old. 24 years old. Super unfortunate news. I guess the conversation here for me is how do we navigate these things? How do we square the circle? Because according to his ex or baby mother, I can't really remember who she is to him. It doesn't even matter. Um, he was abusive. Right. Like, like terribly abusive. Mm. And so, again, I'm not wishing death on anybody. Um, 24 years old, there was plenty of life for him to live in order for him to Potentially see the error of his ways and and transform and change, um, but I will say that if you are living by certain mistakes, like that kind of reflects a lifestyle, bro. I think in the last three four weeks we've reported like four rapid deaths, bro. Yeah, this has really become the news. Like yeah, and mistakes. So all right, cool. You made a mistake. But some mistakes reflect lifestyle. Right. And some lifestyles reflect harm. So if you're living in a volatile type of life where you're willing to put hands on a woman, you're in these streets, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're rapping about this, you're doing money phones. There's a certain attention that you're attracting. And again, I'm not saying that that's obviously you know, like he deserved anything that happened to him. That's not right. what I'm I'm getting at at all. Um, I'm just saying that certain things attract certain things. Right. So, like, how do we how do we navigate it? Obviously, is is rest in peace. You never want to see that happen. But am I supposed to also feel like sympathy? Because I don't know if I feel that when you know there's reports that beat your baby mother and she went on or girlfriend and she went on live and YouTube and people saw it and it looked crazy and it was wild. Like, I don't know how I, how to feel about, and he's not the only artist, you know, like where something like that has happened, um, where it's just, it's, it's conflicting to, right. You know, it's, it's like, you don't want these things to happen, but what do you, what do we do? I don't know, man. Um, a lot of a lot of young men that have no guidance. Um, there's a lot of young men that are operating off of um, ego, ego, uh, emotions, 
and not really thinking. And also at the same time, women need to take accountability for wanting to be with these type of men, knowing their background. You know, you want the nigga that do the money phones. You want the nigga that got the latest designer on. You want the nigga that's talking all type of wild crazy. You attract those type of niggas. And it's unfortunate that you're put in, you know, domestic violence situations or you're, you know, being put in situations where you feel unsafe. But, you know, a lot of y'all got to start taking accountability for that as well. It takes two. And, uh, yeah, RIP to that man and God bless. Hope his family, you know, gets the, um, you know, get some time to really be around each other because life is short. And unfortunately, his was taken. Here we have the case of Dumb and Dumber. Nigga, because you ain't getting no fing nah, coochie. Get out. Nigga, get out whatever, my car. whatever. Just get you lame nigga, because you ain't getting no fing nah, coochie. Get out. Nigga, get out whatever, my car. whatever. Just get out my me, car. Just make sure you give me my fucking confirmation number. What? Like, ain't no confirmation number. What you mean? Ain't no confirmation number. Catch the fight. I catch the fight. Buy your own ticket. You make sure you're going through cheeks? Nah. Get your bag. I ain't even get your bag. Here, your bag right there. Nothing. Are you serious? I'm cool. Go. I'm dead serious. You didn't want to give me no cheeks. You got a deal. Nigga, you're lame as fuck. Because you can't get no cool. Oh, I'm serious. You're crazy. I'm serious. You got to go. You got to go. No. I'm not paying for your ticket. I'm not paying for none of that shit. You're lame as fuck. Hey. You can't get no pussy. All right. All right. Buy your own ticket. Buy your own ticket. You're crazy. Buy your own ticket. Buy your own ticket. Buy your own ticket. Do niggas not know how crazy they sound, bro? He sounded real wild. He sounded so stupid, bro. Yeah, he sounded. Because you ain't going to give me no cheeks. Is that bad out here? Is it? <laughs> is it that? Is it that? Yo, pussy that. Yo, honestly, is the that guac real for y'all. The guac three thousand probably would have satisfied you more than whatever she was gonna do for you, dogs. You could have bought pussy if it was that deep. Instead of spent, you probably spent a stack for the the plane, well, right? All of that, all the of that. Telly, if y'all went through it, y'all yeah. went to the telly, the, the dinners, the rent a car if that's even your car. <laughs> now. I don't know. She sounded dumb as fuck too. She sounded. I mean, when she said, "I came out here with nothing," are you, Miss? Are you, Miss? Are you in drugs? Do you have your passport? Do you have your state ID? She said, "I came out," but women use that as a ploy, though. I don't okay. think she came out there with nothing. She got every every woman I know got their vex money. Stop. You got you got your vex money. Come on. Y- y- your family did your you family. completely wrong if. If right. you are going out there With a total stranger With a total stranger And don't got no type of funds And here we go People saying They don't meet niggas offline Yo first of all The moment Some niggas Some niggas could be talking to you In the inbox And just off an inbox conversation Actually where you from If you're from a different different city I'm flying you out right now Chicks is going Bro They ain't saying no They're We gonna going. do two things Right now Right now <laughs> This is what we gonna do For the people Cause we're not we're not just about we've had this conversation at least four times. Yeah, yeah, we have, we had this. What we're gonna do is solve the world's problems. Okay, but before we do that, yeah. I need everybody to come on an auditory journey with me because we have to explore with this conversation that was prior to the flyout probably sounded like maybe not even between these two, but in most cases, right? right? So cool. 
Y'all been talking for a long, maybe three months. Three months good? Three months is cool. Okay, y'all been talking three three to six months. Yeah. Y'all been talking. Everything's good. FaceTiming every now and then. Yeah. Laughing, giggling. Everything is fine. Homie says... Homie says one of two things. The first is... Yo, shorty, stop playing. Like, we've been doing all this talking shit. Yo, come... I'm going to fly you out. Damn. And you're going to spend some time with me. Damn. And shorty says... Okay, I'm 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 with it. I de- we definitely been, you know what I mean. So this time that I see you in in person and Flying. we get to see how this energy is in real life. That's one. The second is, hey, beautiful, you know what I mean. Like, I would like to fly you out, have you come see me, um, in person. I'm really enjoying the vibes. Everything seems good. Um, you could stay with me for a little bit. Um, you can either come and stay with me. I could set up a hotel for you. Or if you stay in somewhere else, that's cool too. Like if you got somewhere to stay, that's cool too. One of the two conversations is happening, right? And Shorty's probably like, okay, da 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 da. Boom. That's level one. Level two is starting to get closer to the date. Niggas is about to fly you out. Y'all having conversations about what y'all gonna do. Right? Most of us is so you know when you come out, we're gonna go to this theme park, we're gonna go to this dinner, we're gonna drink this, we're gonna go to this party. And at some point, you are going to know where you're staying as as a young lady and as a man. She's either gonna again, three options. She's gonna choose to stay with people that she knows that's already there. If she does, she's gonna stay at the hotel that you booked. Or maybe she booked if she decided to do it on her own. Mm-hmm. Or she's staying with you. Right. Two of those options are going to allude to something. Right. Offer it. Right? Because if I book a hotel for you and I'm letting you know what the hotel is, yo, I got this king size, really dope, dope room. And you like, ooh, yeah, that sounds fun. It got a pool. There's one bed. There's only one bed, and I don't plan on sleeping on the floor. I booked the room. If it's, oh, why don't you, yo, you going to come stay with me in my apartment? There's one bed. More than likely one bed in my apartment. There's one bed. bed. It might be three rooms. It It might might be be two rooms. Yeah, but. But there's one bed. There's one bed that I sleep in, actually, actively sleep in every night. So if you like, okay, yeah, I'm going to come stay with you. There's an implication there. Already. Off rip without even saying anything. Now, granted, you can get out there and this nigga could be the lamest nigga ever. Everything that was happening on FaceTime, in the DMs, text messaging, on the phone. Was lit. Was cool. But in person, this nigga's a dud. It didn't hit. And your shit is dry as the Sahara Desert. It happens. Damn. But of all of these cases... I don't know how high a percentage is of the cornball nigga that you didn't know was a cornball by the time you flew out to go see him. Correct. So cool. We get to that. Here's what we're going to do. Men and women, y'all need to start setting the expectations before y'all niggas decide to link up. That's a fact. That's where we need to be with it. That's a fact. You need to know. you Men, if you're expecting sex, you need to put that on the table. 
Right. Some way in the conversation, especially if the conversation is good between you, the chemistry is good, somehow the flirting and the sexual tension should be brought up at some point in time. It should be no secret. That's a fact. If that's where your mind is at, bring it up. And if she's with it and she tells you she's with it, then you already know what type of time it is. But if this is something that niggas is just expecting, but they're not letting the other person know, you're setting yourself up to get played. A failure. Because when it comes to monetary risk in this scenario, the man is always at like 60, 70% risk. But when it comes to physical risk, the woman is always at a high, high caliber of risk. So, yeah, a lot of niggas be feeling played when a girl come out and she's tricking you for a hotel, a vacation, and food, drinks, and links. But at the same time, she's putting herself at crazy risk, too. And neither one of them are good. Men shouldn't be feeling played, and you shouldn't be playing niggas to get a free trip because you know this nigga's looking for pussy, and you think that, okay, well, I'm going to play off of that. And men, you shouldn't be just looking for pussy without that being kind of solidified before you decide to do all these reservations and flights and all this other bullshit. Yeah, brother. Uh, Again, um, I've gone through my uh, trials and tribulations of flying people out. Um, and I, I think we all have at this right. point. And I've already said that if I'm flying anybody out, that's got to be my girl. <laughs> I'm not dealing with the other shit that's, that's at this along. point. I mean, honestly, not, like not it, that. unless you live in a certain type of lifestyle, it don't really make no sense. It don't. Yeah. That's a young niggas game. And when I mean young niggas game, I think that's a, that's just a nigga that don't really know himself. Like granted sometimes, right. If you actively know what you're doing and you decide to do that, I don't got no issue with that. Facts. I'm talking about the niggas that do it and then they disgruntled after you upset. Then you playing a young niggas game. Right. Other than that, fellas, you don't get no brownie points in 2022. Nope. For flying chicks out. You look dumb. Nope. Unless, again, you are living in a certain bracket. Unless you're living in a certain bracket, you don't get no brownie points for that. Big facts. You just look corny. So, I mean... Don't go out there and be screaming into a fucking camera phone because you don't want to give me no cheeks. I, I-, I canceled the flight. I can't, like, not, it, damn, it just... Damn, dog. It don't sound good. Damn, bro. You don't sound like, yo, you getting retribution for niggas. You sound crazy. Sound crazy, and you probably not going to get on coochie for a long time with that bullshit. That's a fact. Somebody know that's your voice. Somebody know, and they're like, oh, this nigga been lame. So Instagram, the head of Instagram came out the other day and basically he explained that the pe- the good people at Instagram realize that a lot of the shit that they're doing is not working. Definitely not. The fuck? <laughs> All type of dumb shit happening on the ground. Like, what the fuck going on? What y'all doing? They're trying, they trying to do like the full screen, quote unquote, effect, which essentially is uh, an attempt to replicate um, TikTok. But that didn't work out too well. I got to leave it the fuck alone. So they said that they're going to stop tinkering with that for a little bit. And then another thing that they tried to take from TikTok that they are not doing well is the suggested pages. Oh, I hate that shit. So what they're trying to do is on TikTok, you'll keep scrolling and it'll be mad random pages that you're not 
following, but typically the algorithm is showing you things that you like. Or, right. And this is what the people do on their pages. Yeah, and you, you're showing you stuff that you really fuck with. Instagram is attempting to copy that by showing you pages and showing you content from people. But the algorithm really ain't hitting the way TikToks is. So a lot of people are having issues with it. A lot of people like stop. What the fuck? Like stop suggesting these pages to me. And I'm getting more suggested pages than my friends and family. Right. What Instagram is failing to realize is that we don't want Instagram to be TikTok. We just want Instagram to be Instagram. We want Instagram to be Instagram. That's it. We want to be able to go to Instagram and see the friends and family and celebrities and everybody mm-hmm. else right. that we chose to follow. Right. We don't need you to. We'll go to TikTok for the random shit. That's Correct. what we'll go there for. Correct. And y'all waited to y'all. See, the problem is Instagram is used to shutting other companies now. They did it to Snapchat. Right. When they stole and they put stories. Yeah. They did it to Vine when they went oh, and they, they did video. Vine didn't have no life after that. But they're unable to do that to TikTok. TikTok is too big already. And Instagram definitely destroyed Tumblr because they, they basically took Tumblr's whole thing. Tumblr was about posting photos. Like, oh, word, that's what it say less. Y'all not going to kill TikTok. Yeah. You're not. TikTok can't be killed, honestly. People, people love TikTok more than they love Facebook. And Facebook was probably the most beloved app right after MySpace. Yeah, and then Facebook, Facebook started doing a bunch of fuck shit. Right. Adding too much shit. Way too much. Yeah, Facebook got too much shit going on, actually. It's and people much. migrated to Instagram and Twitter. Right. Which was minimalistic. And not a lot going on. You're going, going on, on there right. for a specific thing. And that's it. Now y'all trying to do too much. Trying to do the TikTok shit. Right. Y'all would be fine with the reels. The reels is cool. But. The reels is helping me. Thank you. Keeping it in terms of. I. The reels can reach whatever. But I don't need suggested pages to follow. Unless I'm in the reel section. Like if I'm scrolling through the reels. Cool. But I don't need you to suggest a page that, and y'all not even suggesting shit that I really want to follow. You're just suggesting random shit, it seems like. Right. So, yeah, good good people at Instagram. I'm glad that you guys are realizing that shit is not working, but it's deeper than y'all uh, doing a full screen shit and basically y'all trying to be TikTok. Y'all just need to get back to y'all roots. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to put the algorithm to allow us to see pictures more again. Yo, all you see is videos. Yeah, and that's not what we didn't come here for videos. We came here for pictures. That's the whole point. So y'all need to get back to y'all roots. Um, Let's jump right into politics. Monkeypox has been considered a public health uh, safety emergency. Yeah. Um, Last week, there was a lot of people from Atlanta and some people from the South documenting their series. And now you see all type of people. Uh, You starting to see people from New York now. I'm just like... Okay, all right. Now, my 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 only question is, I'm reloaded. <laughs> my, my only question is, being that you can you can you can basically get this from almost anything. That's um, kind of how it's being presented right. now. Yeah. You, so, my question is, uh, I I saw a nurse today basically say on Instagram she's not treating anybody that has it because she fears for her own life. What treatment can you give somebody that has this um, situation? There's no vaccine that has come out for it yet. So no, what? they have a vaccine. Oh, they have but a vaccine for it. Okay. I think in New York, 
It's reserved currently for those in the LGBTQ community because it was afflicting that community more than anybody else. Um, That was my last understanding of it. If I'm wrong, someone in the comments, let us know. But um, there's supposed to be a vaccine because, again, monkeypox is not new. Right. It's it's a it's just a new outbreak. Right, right, right. Um but yeah, I mean essentially as far as I know, you gotta let it ride out. It's like chicken pox. Right. When once you get it and you're not vaccinated for it. Right. So it's like once you get the shit, you just gotta ride out and apparently it takes two to four weeks to go away. Right. But does it mean that once it once it becomes less visible on your body and your face, does that mean you don't have it? I don't know. I don't know what the... I know the incubation period is 5 to 21 days that I saw. So it could be in your system anywhere between 5 to 21 before you start showing. Um, And I don't know when you are no no longer contagious. I don't know Mm. if if that's after the bumps um, or the rash, as they call it, goes away. Or if there's like a time limit after it's no longer visible. But I presume that it is like I presume it's kind of like any of these other outbreaks where it's like the area may have resumed looking normal to some extent. But maybe there's still an irritation there or maybe there's still um, some of the infection there. So if you're brushing up against someone and you don't necessarily look like you have a bunch of bumps on you. um, (laughs) That sounds insane. Yeah, but it's the truth. You don't look like that. You might still be able to get. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because the girl from Georgia last week says she got it from counting money. Yeah, and that sounds was, sus. Which was wild. I was like, "You sure?" So were you counting it? Then you touch your feet. Like that sound. That sounds sus. I don't self uh, uh, accounts. I don't know because money. As far as I know, money is not one of the ways that you know they're saying is a high risk. And I would presume that money would be a high risk because we all presume, touch. We all touch money. So and, and money presumed is dirty. I mean, it's, it, you don't even know where the money is coming from that you're getting that you get paid from or the money you're coming from the ATM. Oh, that's why I trust money out the plastic. That's brand new money. But also they said that you could get it from sharing bedding or towel, bed lining, linen, bed lining, towels. So... I don't know, man. This shit feels. They. I've also heard respiratory. Damn. I so, like, if you're in a room and someone's talking, but that would make it. I, I guess not. I, I mean, it would have to be some form of aerosol or airborne in that case. So it just sounds really confusing and conflicting at this moment in time. I'm not 100 percent sure. We got monkeypox. We got COVID. We got listeria. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Man, the planet trying to take us out. That's what I do know. Planet definitely taking niggas out though. Um, it looks like we're taking Brittany Griner out of prison in Russia sometime soon. Uh, yeah, this doesn't really sit well with me, but hey, if this is the, if this is the, if this is the play. Okay. Um, so it's a prison swap situation that looks like it's about to go down. Um, we're going to swap a man (laughs) known as the harbinger of death, uh, for two uh, Americans, one being Brittany Griner, and then the other being Paul Whelan. Now, Paul Whelan is a little suspect because Paul Whelan has 
uh, if I'm not mistaken, three forms of citizenship in three different countries or four different countries or some shit like that. So where's his real home? Is it is it here? He's an American. Okay. But he but. has dual citizenship in like four countries. Oh damn! So he's also a citizen of the of other countries as well. Interesting. So that's but that's sus because yes. you know how hard it is to get dual citizenship. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know. Yeah, it's, it's a process. So to have that in four countries, almost, and he was in Russia. They they said he was a spy. So that's what they locked him up for. So then espionage that, and spot work. So that would make sense why he got four citizenship. That's what I'm saying. That shit don't if sound you got like four citizenship, bro. There's something that we don't know that you really know. And I'm not, you know, what I mean, I don't want to speculate on a nigga, but right. that do sound kind of crazy. So hypothetically, and if and you want this nigga and you want a basketball star. For the harbinger of death, a nigga yeah. that's been... It don't make no sense. Like a, a arms dealer and apparently selling like rockets that have taken out uh, American jets and American uh, other shit that we've, we've had by foreign countries and stuff. I don't know, man. And that's all you want? That ain't all you want. That no. nigga's... That nigga the key. Because no. Britney ain't no spy. We know that. Right. <laughs> Again, we know Britney's being used as a political ploy. I mean, if it's not self-evident, if it wasn't self-evident back then... If they're talking about swapping her now, nigga, it's self-evident now. That's a fact. If I was Britney, personally, my opinion, I don't think I could play basketball overseas nowhere now. Yeah, I would never, my I would never freedom go. freedom has been compromised. I, I realize how small my opportunity of freedom really is. I would have a hard time going to certain countries and playing for them. Right. I, I, and I hope they think that if this swap goes through, that she's just gonna readily just get back on the basketball court. I'm taking some time off. I'm I'm taking some time to really be with my wife. I'm taking some time to be with my family. And I'm just taking time to be with myself. And that's hard too, because unfortunately, if we're talking about time frames, she is uh up in age in terms of basketball years. Right. Um, so there ain't that much time she could take off. If we're talking about maximizing quote unquote. Her legacy. Her legacy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's about that at all, but no. um sometimes when you got those bills, which apparently led her into this position, you sometimes it. that's a consideration. Right. So prayers up to Brittany. Um uh, I am a little wary about the swap. Um, but if this is the play, if this is the ploy, then it is what it is. The other weird thing to come from that conversation, I've been waiting a while to come in here and say it, is uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump has entered the fray and essentially bashed Britney for uh, the circumstances for which she finds herself in. Um, But a lot of people were saying, oh, if Donald Trump was in office, she would have been home. No, the fuck she wouldn't. Not according to Donald Trump. So um, whether you... That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Whether you agree with the sentiments of you know a country's laws or you should know a country's laws and if you break it, you got to deal with the consequences or not. Um, there's just so much circle in this case that I don't know if you could just stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like we do, as you mentioned, we do know that this is somewhat political. Oh, yeah. This is more than just she was there and she fucked up. 
Nah, it's way more than that. So, and we know Russia don't fuck with the U.S. Come on, we know that on multiple levels. They might do business together, but they don't fuck with each other. Nah, nah, not right now. That shit, not right now is right. Um, well, apparently, who does fuck with each other? Spirit, yo, and JetBlue, son. So we already told y'all this. JetBlue is now, I think, the world's fourth or fifth largest airline carrier. Um. And yeah, they bought Spirit, and uh, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, JetBlue is just letting y'all know that they're taking over. Um, and I did just glimpse uh, that on the JetBlue can be pricey. I don't. I personally don't really fly JetBlue. I my, I I look back and I'm like, oh, I, I normally fly between American and Delta. I never I never really was a JetBlue person to be honest. Um, I I think JetBlue out of all these JetBlue got a lot of rules actually, they got a lot of rules. <laughs> so for JetBlue to for JetBlue to be buying Spirit, remember Spirit was the type of flight you get on, you choose your own seat on Spirit. Know what I mean, uh, I, I don't even think uh, Spirit had like a check on limitation. Nah, Spirit and Frontier were the two that basically you could just get on that flight. You well, you couldn't bring nothing with you. Basically. Oh right, right. Like yeah. you can't check a bag. If nope. you do, it's extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, you know, everything was extra. Yeah. So unless you was doing like a quick trip to Florida, right. and you was gonna buy your clothes there. Right. You know, we we charging you for every little thing. But right. JetBlue is interesting because I used to fly JetBlue mostly, and I would say back in 2012, maybe a little bit uh, before that, JetBlue was 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 really good like JetBlue um you got a lot of accommodations they would let you check two bags for free correct um there was like a lot of good things with flying with JetBlue right and then a shift happened I don't know what the fuck happened COVID but no before COVID okay they went down the drain in terms of the accommodations oh yeah they cut off a lot of that because now that shit you got paid for the same shit was getting for free got paid for yeah and then of course COVID happened and everybody Turn to this, uh, you got to pay for everything type right. shit. Um, but the acquiring of JetBlue, I mean, the acquiring of Spirit, I wonder what that means. Does that mean there's going to be a new tier added to the JetBlue caliber? It might be. Where maybe like it's like super economy? Or are we going to just see them have more planes? They're going to gut those planes out and make them more JetBlue friendly. I wonder how much the... Well, I'm sure Spirit by itself is still going to see that on planes, but it's probably going to be some shit like Spirit brought to you by JetBlue. It's probably going to be some shit like that. Possibly. You know, they might just... Or they might just, you know what I mean? Give me all your fucking planes. Give me all your planes, and we'll make these planes, like you said, super calm, whichever, whatever the fuck that's going to mean. Now, I'm curious to know, though, so let's say you get on, you know, one of the regular aircraft, because JetBlue has, like, different type of... Um, levels of their aircrafts they got small planes they got big planes then they got really big planes um will they have uh an accommodation where you get on just a regular flight with one of their planes and then the spirit plane now is a particular way if you come back if you use one of their plane coming back maybe you get a discount maybe you get half off i mean that's assuming that they're going to keep the spirit planes like spirit spirit right i think that this acquisition is 
Big Bank Tank Little Bank. This is definitely Big Bank Tank Little Bank. So instead of us going and buying a billion dollars worth of planes, which I don't know if maybe that would be more expensive. Right. We buy the industry that maybe has five, six, seven hundred planes for us to to work with. And we get basically a discount by doing so because your planes are going to be discounted. Right. Like if I go and buy a bunch of brand new planes, it might cost me more than if I acquire a company that already has planes and I just have to revamp their structure. Maybe I revamp the planes. It's like it's like a fucking an investment in terms of real estate, like how we look at real estate and niggas go and they buy a a decrepit house before they go and buy a brand new one because right. once they're finished uh, fixing up the decrepit house, it's almost worth as much as the new one. So I think that that's the play. I feel like that's the play is, all right, cool, we'll get y'all planes. We'll turn them into JetBlue planes and fuck, fuck a spirit. Or, like you said, it could be like a tier thing where, nah, these, these spirit planes are going to stay just like this. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to make an extra... Because we've gotten to this this point where our planes are mad expensive and we've heard that people look at us as the expensive flight, now we're going to give you guys a lower tier experience where it'll be a step above Spirit because nobody wants to fly Spirit. Right. But it it ain't going to be the full JetBlue experience. And now, check this out now. For everybody that was talking shit about Spirit, guess what? There ain't no more Spirit. Right. JetBlue owns Spirit. Right. So it's a JetBlue Spirit. So, or it could be like this: these phone uh, fucking takeovers where it's like yo, Sprint by T-Mobile yo, or whatever first, foolishness. First of all, that is a great fucking analogy because niggas be like, fuck T-Mobile, fuck T-Mobile. Nigga, you got Metro PCS. That is T-Mobile. It's the same shit. It's, they're giving you a different type of phone experience, Metro PCS. But it's on, it says Metro PCS brought to you by T-Mobile. That's what all them stores say. Well, T-Mobile came after Sprint, and they right. own Sprint right. now. So, y'all, y'all niggas better get on a wave. Oh, it's I a monopoly know. going on out here, boy. So, what the fuck is going to happen to Frontier? Is Frontier going to stay Frontier? Because if they get taken over, oh, yeah. then there's no more of those type of flights anymore. It's 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 Now, granted, I, again, I think most of us try to stay away from those, but, you know, there there is... There are times where it might be appropriate to jump on a, a frontier or a spirit um, and risk your life. Uh, and then there are people who that may be their primary source because they don't have the funds to get on some of the more upper tier. But then Southwest used to, to hold that candle. So I don't know. Um, what's the tough knot, broski? <sighs> the tough knot is... Honestly speaking, sometimes silence speaks more. What would dad say? I spoke about the shifting of culture. Dad would say, keep your eyes open. Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties.